gentlemen, we'll begin our final descent. As we prepare for landing, please make sure your seatbelt is fastened and your seat back and tray tables are stowed. Also this time, please put away all carry-in items, including laptop and devices of similar size for landing. landing. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, prepare to enter Culturama with Diva. We are Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited, proud sponsor of Culturama with Diva. We encourage you to listen and join us in a journey of cultures, ideas, and innovations as Diva takes us around the world with her guests. An amazing show with an amazing host. We thank you for accepting the challenge of opening your mind. We are Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited and we are a proud sponsor of Culturama with Diva. Hello Culturama listeners and welcome to this exciting episode of Culturama with Diva, where simplicity is the best thing. I'm your host, Tia from Jamaica, and my guest today is Dara Ryan, a.k.a. Whistler. Hi, Whistler. Hey, how's it going? I'm great. Whistler, tell us about yourself. How did you end up being blind? And tell us about life like as a blind Well, I lost my sight in 2003, just before my my 24th birthday and um what happened was um i was actually attacked ran by some random person and um it resulted in damage to my retinas and they actually tore um i had no immediate effects or cuts or bruises or bleeding or i didn't even have a headache so I didn't go to the doctor. But over some time, I started seeing little floaty thingies. So a couple years later, like I said, in 2003, um, I woke up January 17th. Over the next eight, eight to 10 months, um, after several surgeries, including a couple retina repairs, and then a cataract re- uh, lens replacement, and then a valve was put in my eye because I got glaucoma from the cataract surgery and I got cataract from the retina surgery. And so, so after about nine-ish months, I lost all usable sight in both eyes. And um, yeah, so that's that's what happened to my vision. People, he has a really interesting bio. Now, this segment is called What Do You Do? Where I get your friend career professionals to speak about what they do in their daily living. Now, Whistler wears many hats here. He is a writer, (laughs) programmer, coder, gamer, DJ. So tell us all of that. Go through it step by step for the people. Oh, step by step. Uh, I think they all kind of intertwine with each other. Um, I kind of get my DJ background from way back in high school from the 90s um, just playing around here and there I used to 
I used to dub cassette tapes, if you guys remember what cassette tapes are. And then CDs and then vinyl records got back, so I got into that kind of DJing. Um, after I lost my sight, though, I, I realized that sound was going to be the biggest part. Um, so I had a huge focus on anything having to do with sound. Um, and then so when I actually moved to Sacramento in 2010, um, I had started up a social group called Valley of the Blind, which was a social group that goes out into the public and finds things that blind and low vision people can enjoy to do. And one of those members um, actually owned an online radio station. So that's where I got introduced to the um, radio DJ personality. And so having the DJ background as it was and music in general, I got into that real quick. And um, that evolved to working with many different stations, eventually starting my own station. Um, and then that also evolved into what I do now primarily, which is the YouTube channel. Um, however, in the meantime, I went to school at Access Technology Institute to become a, this is where my technology side, computer side comes out. I went to school to become a um, accessible technology instructor. And so that's another job that I have that's, I guess you would say official. Um, I work with several adaptive technology companies out here in California, Northern California, um, and take on some of their clients. And so I do like remote training or go to their homes and help them learn JAWS, NVDA, voiceover, um, Braille displays, Braille devices, like note takers and that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, um, <laughs> it is many hats. And I've always been a writer, like you mentioned, um, primarily like free form or prose poetry and short stories and I just actually started a novel um, not too long ago I got like six chapters done but basically it's a futuristic um, sci-fi slash life story where everything in the, the story of the book is like a hidden story of events in my life so it's that's how I relate the book to how I am but um yeah so writing goes way back um I was writing before I even got into computers so that's been I think my first piece was published in the sixth grade in a book called a poem for a Russian child I still have that book actually I remember I remember you wrote an article about a company um I think it was Microsoft or one of those companies about accessibility and mm -hmm. this is just how we became friends. Tell us about what you wrote, if you remember, and why have you chosen to be an advocate for blind people? Um, are you talking about the blog article that I wrote uh, um, directed towards developers of broadcasting yes, software? Yes, that one in particular. Okay. Was the one. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, try to make the story short as possible. But, so like I mentioned, I've got a YouTube channel and I do a lot of live streaming. And that's where I got really big. Um, it's my most enjoyable thing is the live interaction with the audience. And um, last year, 
we used to blind people used to be able to use um, Google Hangouts very easily. It was accessible and it worked nice and you could connect it to your YouTube channel and broadcast live. Um, up until that point, it was around July of last year, that was the only thing that I knew of that uh, a totally blind person could use to go live. And so when Google announced that they were gonna take away the API or the connectivity of Hangouts to YouTube, I I kind of freaked out, like, oh my God, we're not gonna be able to go live unless I find something. And so a frantic search came about and I was trying to find software or anything that I can use to broadcast. And that's actually when I wrote that article uh, was to deal with the fact that there are all these broadcasting softwares out there like Streamlabs or like OBS or any of the other myriad of programs that are out there that are not accessible. And I've tried multiple platforms, multiple screen readers on everything. Um, so that's where that that article really came about uh, was to try to draw attention to the fact of the lack of accessibility in broadcasting software. I mean, as far as advocacy goes, though, um, it depends on what I'm usually into at that point. Um, that's where my fight will go until something is changed or something is recognized. Um, so I'm like now gaming, fortunately, <laughs> there are hundreds of advocates for gamers in all spectrums of vision. So that's well covered. So I actually get to enjoy, just sit back and enjoy and I have to worry about the stresses of advocating for gaming. So I bring them on my channel and let them do their advocating work and I help them get the message out. That's kind of like the biggest thing that I do for advocacy is to help everyone get their message out. Just a reminder, folks, that I'm speaking with Dara S. Ryan, a.k.a. Whistler, and this program is sponsored by Inner Sanctity in Trinidad and Tobago. If you need instrumentals, recording, mixing, or mastering, maybe a music video, photo shoot, or graphic designing, Need bouncy castles, face painting, popcorn, cotton candy, or characters for the kids? Want to do online or offline promotion? Maybe both. Let's print your t-shirts and everything else. Here at Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited, we got you covered. Reach us on FB and Instagram at Inner Sanctum Entertainment LTD, YouTube at Inner Sanctum Entertainment, and Twitter at iSanctum Studios. Or call us at 1-866-338-4123. That's 1-866-338-4123. So I was reading your bio, Whistler, and I see where you have handed over your talk show to your business partner, and you're now mostly focusing on your YouTube channel. Tell us more yeah. about the channel and what you what yeah. you. Do. Yeah, that came about like I said when I moved to Sacramento in 2010. I met the the gentleman that had the radio station, and about a year year or two later. I ended up just starting my own station. Um, and that's where I also got into uh, web design and HTML coding and that sort of thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I started up my own radio station, ran that for, oh, probably a year or two um, by myself. And um, Stancil Toodle, who now runs 
it. He was show host on several shows and had his own shows. Um, and then he took on the responsibilities. Um, what got me moved off of the radio side of things is that um, there's this thing called the Holman Prize Blindness Ambition Award. Um, and the way you apply is you have to make a 90-second video and upload it to a YouTube channel. So um, by this time, I'd already started the, the what at that time was called Third Eye Radio Network. That was the YouTube channel. So I uploaded the video to there. And <laughs> the quality was just horrible. And I'm a perfectionist myself. So if I can make things the best that I can, then I, I started to make it better. And that's why I'm always improving all the stuff that I work with, just trying to get the best quality that I can. Um, when I made that first video though and uploaded it, I was hooked. I was instantly hooked with becoming a YouTuber. And that's been my primary focus ever since. Wow, <laughs> that's really interesting. I like the name you use, Theory of a Blind Man. Well, actually, um, my one of my ex-girlfriends who actually just recently passed away at a young age um she gave me the idea for the name based off a wordplay off a band called theory of a dead man and i went with i thought it was perfect because theory of a blind man like this world that we live in is highly visually based and so all we have at least for myself as a totally blind person is a theory on what things look like. Yeah, I had sight before, but things have changed over the years, like uh, trends, clothing styles, hairstyles. In just 15 years, it's drastically changed. So all I have right now are my theories on life through the eyes of a blind man. So what do you like doing in your personal time, you know, away from the YouTube and the gaming and all of that stuff? Usually, when we don't have shelter in place going on, there's a creek right next to my house, and there's a walking path that goes for miles and miles and miles from as far northeast as uh, Auburn all the way into Maine proper Sacramento. So it's, it's quite a hike. So I like to get out and away from electronics and online stuff and decompress from the stresses of, you know, a hundred thousand plus signal messages a day that comes through devices and stuff. So I think everybody should just uh, take a day or two out of the week and just disconnect from electronics and go enjoy the outdoors. If your site was here, what would you do if it was back? Well, <clears throat> What I miss most, and I've said this before, I think on um, other shows that talk about what do blind people miss. And, and the biggest thing that I miss are missing people, seeing people's facial expressions. And in particular, I mostly miss, to be honest, women smiling. Like, I think it's an elegant, beautiful thing to see a person smile. And that just, it shows so much about an inner soul. I mean, yeah, we can experience 
we can tell when someone is smiling sometimes, but it's it's just not the same. If anybody that's had their sight before and has lost their sight, they know exactly what I'm talking about. To be able to see that smile versus hear a smile, it's two completely different things. So that's the thing that I miss most. If I had my sight, something that I would like to do again, race cars, absolutely. The independence of driving is just amazing. Just get in your car and go wherever you want. I used to go up and down the coast of California all the time. That's probably one of the biggest activities that I miss doing. That's wonderful. And you want to say hi to anybody out there in the world? Friends, family? Oh, man, there'd be so many people that would take up all the interview. Um, well, uh, special shout out to all my viewers on my YouTube channel. I got a really good community uh, during my live streams. A lot of the same people that come into the chat and really good, loving people, especially like Agent, um, In Darkness, Independently Blind, Joe Quirk. Uh, so many people that are in there that are just awesome to be there. So all of them people, especially, and of course, family and friends. What would you like to say to blind or visually impaired persons? What advice would you like to give them, uh, you know, let them feel encouraged, motivated, and all of that? Um, try not to get caught up or wrapped up in the blind book bubble I like to call it and that, that's where you get kind of stuck in your own little space that only you observe um, whether it be through feeling or your environment or whatever it is but just uh, always reach beyond and try to step out of that little zone so you can experience more of life plus learn more too we don't we shouldn't have the idea that things and people and everything's going to be adapted for us. We should be able to learn how to adapt things as best we can that works for us because you never know how long it's gonna take for something to become made accessible for us. I mean, a good example um, for me personally is the software that I was looking for to, to broadcast live. So what I use now is a program called Ecamm Live. It's not fully accessible, but it got me started and it got me in contact with the developers. And so they make changes. Um, but in the meantime, I have workarounds that I've found that work for me and I'm able to do what I need to do. And I think, I think everybody can have that opportunity if they make it for themselves. You have a podcast. Is it still it is still available for persons to listen to? Oh yeah. So yeah, that's yeah, the um they're pretty much um the same as my shows on YouTube. I just I just download the audio and cut in my intros and outros and that sort of thing and then upload them to my podcast. It's on like Anchor and Apple and Google and uh Spotify and all those places and all the links are on my website for people to just click right on to. And how can persons find you on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, those stuff? If you search the theory of a blind man, most likely you come up with it, but the easiest way is to just go to theoryofablindman.com 
all my social media links are there and my YouTube channel and contact info. It's all there. Here we have a blindman.com. There you have it, folks. Deborah S. Ryan, a.k.a. Whistler, a.k.a. Theory of a Blind Man. I love that name. <laughs> Thank you. So, guys, remember, life is a journey. Live good, love God. One love, one heart. Let's get together and feel good. See you next time. We are in a Sanctum Entertainment Limited. Proud sponsor of Culturama with Diva. We encourage you to listen and join us in a journey of cultures, ideas, and innovations as Diva takes us around the world with her guests. An amazing show with an amazing host. We thank you for accepting the challenge of opening your mind. We are Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited and we are a proud sponsor of Culturama with Diva.